You know, when your children face something difficult, it can be really hard for them to express what they're feeling or going through uh, with the right words. And one of the best things you could do is uh, to be there for them, even if they're having a, a hard time saying what's going on inside. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our parenting department here at Focus, and we're going to return now to a conversation with Becky Harling. She and Focus President Jim Daly spoke about how she and her kids have worked through some pretty tough moments and seasons. Becky, uh, let me ask you about your grandson, Noah. I think he had some kind of explosive reaction. I'm glad to hear you're a very normal family, by the way. What did little sweet Noah do? I know. He was precious. <laughs> so we were, uh, he was like, oh, man, I want to say three at the time. He was little. And uh, he has a little sister, 20 months younger. And he had worked really hard on an art project. And little sister got jealous or whatever and came up and scribbled all over it. And he was so upset. And so mom took little sister off. Noah flipped the chair and was yelling. And I was like, Noah, do you know how to say the word frustrated? And he he stopped for a minute. And he looked at me, and I said, "Say I'm frustrated." And he said, "I frustrated." <laughs> and you know, I didn't think he got it. Later that day, I was explaining to him, you know, when somebody does something like that, it's okay to feel frustrated. So say you're frustrated. Uh, let me ask you: While you're raising your kids, and this is a tender part of your book, Becky, while you're raising your kids, and maybe you can let us know how old the kids were at this time. You got diagnosed with cancer. I did. This may be, you know, I was thinking of that because Gene and I have not had to face that. Mm. We might at some point, but our kids are now older. Um, the uniqueness of that. My mom died of cancer when I was mm, nine. Sorry. And, you know, there was a lot of blanks for me. She didn't have the capacity to really tell me. I think back then it was like, let's not tell the little one anything. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a vacuum the whole time and she just died and nobody helped mm. me understand what was happening. Yeah. How did you speak to your kids in that way and help give them a voice when you were going through your cancer? Yeah, so a couple things come to mind. Um, I remember the diagnosis very well, and my husband and I gathered the kids. Uh, the two oldest were teens, and then we had like a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. Yeah. And so we gathered them, and we explained that I had cancer. We explained what was going to happen as far as the treatment. But I think a profound moment for me was after, you know, I had had an initial six-hour surgery. Uh, wow. That's a lot of anesthesia. It really yeah. does a number on your brain. And um, I just remember feeling really, really tired after that sure. for weeks. And I remember Carrie, our youngest, crawling up with me on the couch and just cuddling into me and saying, I miss the old mommy that had energy, you mm. know? And in my heart, I felt really bad sure. that I didn't have energy. You know, I wanted to say, come on, Lord, do a miracle here. I need more energy. But I knew in that moment, I really needed to honor Carrie's feelings because I wanted her to keep being able to talk, right. you know? And so I, I said to her, you know what, sweetie? I miss that old mommy too. And I'm sorry, this is hard. And I really had to, um, I had a lot of follow-up conversations actually with Carrie about that because she was the youngest during that cancer journey, mm. you know? And so I had to listen to a lot of her feelings about that. No, and I so appreciate that as the recipient, as that child. Yeah. You know, I would encourage parents to, in the age-appropriate way, 
keep your children informed. It's so much better, even with a health issue. Yeah. But in an age-appropriate way, uh, you can help them emotionally process things by talking with them. Yes. You know, the old school of silence is horrific. It did not help me at all. No, I mean, it just went from, you know, my loving mom to she's gone. Yeah. And I had nothing in between. It was like, what's happened? So that's, I think, good advice. And I so appreciate you as a mom dealing with everything you're dealing with to try to communicate to your children. Here's where we're at. This is what we need to do. Well, Danny, uh, Becky went through probably one of the hardest kinds of uh, conversations to have with your child, uh, revealing that cancer diagnosis to her kids. Uh, how do we share tough news with our children in age-appropriate ways? I mean, we all have yeah. to do this at some point. We do, and it, it can be challenging, and you also need to look at personality. You have some kids that uh, will have a personality that's much more sensitive and will be affected and will need more time to talk through things. And then you have some children that are leader personalities and, and want to know more and want to figure out how to, how to be helpful. So you have different ways that kids interact with uh, with the news. But with, generally, with school-age kids, you want to give them some facts and then give them the information as to how this applies to their own safety, their own day-to-day. They're wanting to know, what does this mean for me now? Hmm. And then preteens and teens are interacting with the emotions of it all. Make sure you're sharing what emotions you're wrestling with. That's great openness, and it's a great model for kids to know that it's okay to have certain emotions along the way when something is difficult. It's okay, appropriate. So, so we really should be open about our feelings? It feels like that's weakness or that sends a signal to the child that, yeah, you know, I'm really afraid, and who knows, and uh, that's, that's not the case? That's normal. To, that's, that's being human uh-huh. and opening up what emotions you're wrestling with and then what it is that you're doing about it. Are you talking to a support group that you're with, a community of people that are caring about you and praying for you? Are you praying about these things and trusting that God is walking alongside of you during this time? Uh, Some people will go and work out or do other hobbies as a way to manage the big emotions that they're wrestling with, with big, difficult things that they are uh, having to uh, step into and go through. And with kids, tell them, hey, ask any question, and I'll try to answer the best that I can. And I want to give you the facts in a, in a way that makes sense for you with where you're at. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to withhold anything. I want to make sure you understand it along the way uh, so that you don't misinterpret anything. I, I want to tell you what you need to know. Yeah. So ask questions. I'll, I'll make time for that. And as you make yourself available, just know that the kids will appreciate that. And don't be afraid if they ask certain questions, but also don't be concerned if they're not asking questions. They'll bring those up as long as, long as you've let them know hmm. this is something we're wrestling with. Yeah. Well, certainly um, we're here for you. If you're dealing with a circumstance like that and uh, you've got difficult things that you're going through, Uh, We want to support you, and we have a team of caring Christian counselors that can have uh, a free initial phone consultation with you. They can hear you out. They can pray with you. They can direct you to some resources, maybe even find a counselor in your own area uh, to offer some support along the way. Uh, Schedule that free phone consultation when you call 800, the letter A in the word family or look for the link in the show notes. Also, uh, if you're in a good spot, please consider supporting us financially so we can continue making podcasts like this, speaking into the lives of literally millions of people around the world 
offering caring biblical advice in all we do here at Focus. Uh, Join the support team with a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount and request a copy of that book, How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. Uh, We've got all the details in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Lisa Jo Baker about avoiding comparisons. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.